Before the end of the hour, Tegel Morrison with the PGG Rights and Stock Sale Report regarding Charlton. Remembering as well tomorrow, Great Southern Group Gore, they're having their great little field day happening here between 8am and 8pm. Come and grab yourself a deal. If you're looking for a new dog kennel, you want some posts or some fencing gear, go and see Ben and the team at Great Southern Group Gore. That's from 8am tomorrow for 12 hours. Resident sporting guru Nathan Burden, good afternoon. G'day mate, how are you? I'm going not too bad, thanks, mate, as we uh, cruise away through the week. Uh, Highlanders, they got the win on uh, Saturday, but it wasn't the prettiest game, or Sunday, sorry. Yeah, definitely. I think you've described it pretty well. Certainly wasn't pretty. Uh, a couple of teams that perhaps aren't that uh, aren't that used to winning, and um, and but this both desperately wanted to. So, um, and and thankfully the Highlanders managed to get it done uh, reasonably comfortably. Um, in, in the end, but it certainly wasn't comfortable um, during the game. Um, obviously, you know, a team that's probably down on form, but but also, you know, you, you just got to take the point that with so many players out, you had combinations that probably barely even knew each other, let alone had played beside each other. So, um, you know, great result to come down here and get the W. They describe a picnic bar as deliciously ugly, and I think that's the way to deem the game. Yeah, I find them a bit painful on the gums too, picnic bars. are probably not my favourite. Now, I used to like pixie caramels, but I've got the United Nations of teeth, so I've got to be careful on them these days. <laughs> yeah, they can't be the Moro bar. Moros? Yeah, not bad. The old favourites, polarising. Turkish delights, underrated. Yeah, completely underrated, mate. I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, I'll actually, I don't mind cleaning up the Turkish delights and the, and the cherry ripes at the bottom of the box. I concur with that. Right, Stags draws out for this year. Round one, Waikato, Invercargill. Round two, Northland, Invercargill. Round three, Shield Challenge, Wellington and Potiroa. Round four, Otago, Stag Day and Dunedin. Round five, Auckland and Invercargill. Round six, Counties and Pukekohe. Round seven, Canterbury and Chicha. Round eight, Hawke's Bay and Invercargill. Round eight, Midweek Game, Bay of Plenty and Invercargill. Round nine, Manawatu and Palmerston North. And then we play the quarterfinals, semis and the finals on the October 20th to the 22nd in a nutshell. Yeah, there's a few talking points there, isn't there? Um, obviously, it'd be, it'd be great to get a to get a shield challenge. Manawatu um, away, it's been it'll be nice to, to get a game against Manawatu. Um, yep. Obviously, we've been sort of battling for that wooden spoon um, the last couple of years. Counties away, it's been good to have counties at home for <laughs> for a couple of because of a one, couple of, yep. couple of couple of results there, isn't it? Um, and obviously, some big some big teams, the, the likes of Auckland coming down here. Always a good watch, and and as you said, you know, Stag Day um, up in Dunedin under the roof at Forsyth Bar, that'll be a massive occasion. Yeah, not any Friday games or the likes, but nonetheless, that's what we're dealt with. Now, let's talk about Prem Rugby. First games I've held last weekend concerning results regarding three blowout score lines too. This isn't good. Yeah, early days, and I don't know if any of those um, teams would have had, would have, you know, really had sort of a, a full pre-season um, as they might have done, and, and days gone gone past, so they'll they'll be you know most teams will be happy to get that first game under their under their belt. Um, probably you know some some worrying sort of news around sort of the, the front row stocks um, out of some of those teams, and and you know that um, that'll be interesting to follow as the as the season goes on. Obviously, safety's paramount, um, but you know we could see we could see games going to uncontested scrums um, fairly early on, and, and as you say, are probably the big talking point is. Um, Three, you know, three games with some with some big score lines, and probably three teams that are already sort of putting their hands up to to be um, pushing to for that final for the Gabbro Shield. That's only round one, so we can't really count all our chickens before they're hatched. But if we see a continuation in the next round, then yeah, then we can kind of get a bit of a gauge going forward, can't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think um, we, there were some some guys that really put their hands up in that in that first week, and I guess that's what you want to see out of Prem Rugby too. It's it's what um, the likes of Matt Saunders and, and David Hill and James Wilson will be will be wanting too. That um, you know players that um, that have been doing some of that work in the high performance squad will, will be putting their hands up and, and asking some questions in terms of selectors for for stage representation later in the season. Scott Robertson, All Black coach. You can argue it's a good appointment, but I don't agree with it being six months out from when he actually takes over. It's quite a bizarre sort of a, a honeymoon now, isn't it? So it was a big announcement, but then it's a, a big hurry up and wait. And um, yeah, we've never been in this situation um, before, so uh, really interesting. I don't know if it puts extra pressure on him in terms of uh, the Crusaders this year. They've, they've had a sort of an up and down start to the season too, haven't they? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. And I'm getting the not the Crusaders of old that we know, but they did have a good win over the Blues the other day. Um, and the Black Caps, let's talk about this. And I mean, they're finishing the test season on a positive. The T20 and ODI, the short-form game, starts this weekend, I suppose. I'm not sure of the dates, but you presume it would be. Otherwise, we'll be playing and it'll be dark at 4pm in the afternoon. Um, yeah, three solid wins on the trot. You've got to take that, considering the start of the year as a test fan. Yeah, I think probably yeah, it's always that um, recency bias, isn't it? That the, they finished strongly with um, three tests, uh, three you know three wins on the bounce, and and two of those um, two of those being last ball thrillers, and then a really convincing sort of result, sort of result you'd sort of expect to get at home against Sri Lanka. But um, uh, you know, I, you'd have to give them probably slightly better than a pass mark um, across the test uh, season um, at home. And now we've got, I think, something like 16 white ball games between um, now and May. So starting with um, starting on Saturday, it just feels slightly weird with those um, ODIs and T20s against Sri Lanka. It feels a little bit like the entree coming after the main, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely it does. But that's just the way. It's the, it's the cash cow for them. Or so it's supposed to be, but I mean, how much interest there'll be in a lot of these games will be interesting as well, given we're right into Super Rugby now. Gee, we're about a month in, and um, people's interest always wanes in March to go into the winter codes. Yeah, and there's a small matter of a, a not insignificant um, tournament uh, that happens in the cricket world uh, in India at around this time too, which obviously has a has a more than a small bearing on the, um, on everything else really. And I think there's something like seven black caps who will be not involved um, with the international team um, in, the, in the next few weeks as they go over to the IPL. So uh, I guess that gives us a chance to have a look at a couple of couple of new guys. Um, and, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see a little bit like that, um, I guess, that Netherlands series um, uh, last season. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, whether, whether someone can, you can put their hand up. Indian Premier League actually flexing their muscle. We're talking about them taking over the world as far as cricket. They are the Dr. Lever of cricket, in my opinion. Um, they're trying to take over the world one country at a time, and they've actually bought franchises in the USA. Stephen Fleming, I think it may be Chennai Super Kings, I may be wrong, but he's going to be the coach based out of USA for this franchise that is going to be controlled by India. Yeah, it's obviously the it's the the checkbook um, uh, that really is yeah. rolling the roost um, uh, cricket across the world, and and you know really it's it's fascinating, I guess, from a from an outside perspective, just to see um, you know what what impact that's having on those leagues around the world, and and it's I guess you know something we'll adjust to over time. Nathan Burden, resident sporting guru, appreciate your time as always. Lovely, thanks, mate. Laugh out loud with Ag Proud, because life on the land can be a laughing matter. Laugh out loud with Ag Proud, brought to us by Livestock Supplies. I got eczema, diarrhoea, gonorrhea and hemorrhoids last week. First time I've ever won a game of Scrabble. (laughs) 
Stock sales of Teagle Morrison are up next. This has been the Master on Hokanui. Thanks to Peter's Genetics. Enjoy the afternoon. My name is Andy Muir. See you tomorrow from 1 o'clock right here on Hokanui. So